Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. It is our number two of the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe here in downtown Las Vegas at the Circa Resort and Casino. Michael Lombardi in the great state of New Jersey. We had a fun first hour. Thank you to Dane Brugler and Tim Murray for joining us in hour number one. Hour number two will be great as well. Kirk Morrison, former NFL player, now ESPN college football analyst and also an analyst for the Los Angeles Rams. He'll be joining us in the next segment in 15 minutes and then 30 minutes from now, the hottest handicapper you know, Matt Eumann host of VEASAN <laughs> tonight and the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast will join us in his usual spot at 1130 Eastern. He got a security team around him. He's so hot. You know, he's kind of can't walk through. He's got to have, I'm sure he's got, he's got uh, circus security making sure everybody, you know, he's got to protect himself there. When you get, when you get on a roll like that, you got to stay with it, right? I tell you what, well, he's not going to be in studio today. It'll be via the phone. But when he comes in studio, sometimes he'll tell us that if he's walking yeah. around there in the sports book, people are coming up to him saying, Hey, who do you like today? Who do you like Sunday? Yeah. Who do you like? So maybe it's smart that he's doing this on the phone today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's smart. He should stay out of it. You know, he's got to play. Look, there's some gamesmanship that goes on in this, too, oh, yeah. right? You know, and you got to make sure that you're not giving out your picks for free here. So uh, I, I think it's awesome. I yeah. think it's awesome. I'm, I'm happy for Matt. You know, the one thing, you know, I think that you have to understand in this betting world is you're going to make you're going to have some bad weeks. And, you know, and and I think that you just got to keep staying true to the process and kind of fight through it. Hundred percent there, and Matt Eumanns, which for those is who don't what know. I hope to do. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I got the big, I got the, I got three game lead on on Russo going into the last weekend. You know, I got, how, I got to hang feeling? in there. I got to, how you feeling? I took teams. Uh, my game strategy was: I, I'd like to hear what Matt thinks when he comes on. My game strategy was simply: I was going to take teams that I thought would play, and against teams that I thought were in full retreat mode. For example, I took Cleveland, I took the, the Bengals and laid the seven. Because I think Driscoll's, you know, now it's at seven and a half. But when we were doing the show yesterday, it was at seven. I feel like the Browns really don't care. They want to get the game over. I think they're going to rest as many players as they can. They'll have a very simplistic game plan. And I think the Bengals want to win the game. And so I, it's a lot of points. I get that. 
but I knew that he wouldn't take the Browns. So I, I like that one. I took the 49ers because once McVay gets Puka Nakua, his catches and his yards, he's out. <laughs> yeah. And so when you get to the Rams backups, it gets ugly. Now, you can get to the 49ers backups. It's not that ugly. So I took the 49ers. I laid the four. And I took the Giants because I think if the, if the Giants are in the third quarter, even if they're down by two scores and the Eagles see that the, that the Cowboys are winning by 21 points, the Eagles are going to rest their guys. Yeah. Yeah, the Eagles will for, sure, will for sure be scoreboard watching. And I think that's the clear distinction between, like, say, a Baltimore tonight, where Baltimore is going to still try to go ahead and play. Cleveland and yeah. Philadelphia are more like the analytical kind of driven front offices that are more likely to be like, OK, let's rest. Like, we don't need this game. We're locked into our seed. So like we say, oftentimes in betting, it's case by case, like to where Baltimore right. will likely still try and have capable guys. Cleveland, Philly will likely kind of back off here once they realize that they're in the situations and, that they're in. And the Rams have already backed off. And, and the, Rams, the thing yeah. that we're like, I think I, I really like the Cowboys. I was, but I'm unwilling to lay the 13 because once, because the Washington of all teams is retreating. Did you see Washington's injury report? I did. And I'm shocked this line hasn't gone up to 14 yet. Yeah. Right. And so I wanted to play Dallas, but you know, when once Dallas takes their guys out, will Washington backdoor cover? That's what you're worried about. I, I kind of think they won't, but I didn't want to touch it. Yeah, Jonathan Allen, I believe, is out. Kendall Fuller's out. Their secondary is banged up. Now you're talking about their best defensive lineman as well. And and like we said, like, do you want to back these coaching staffs that know that they're likely done uh, after the game on Sunday? It's like it's it's a risky proposition there. I would lay Dallas as well. I haven't done it yet because uh, Dallas on the road, 13, who knows? But uh, I, I think that's a pretty good spot for Dallas to go ahead and clinch the division. All right, let's get to the Lombardi look ahead here, Michael. Uh, you talked about the games that you like for the Russo contest. How about a game you want no parts of, and it's in the AFC West? with our buddy Giff Smith hosting the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, so, like, I, I mean, I'm hearing this. I listen to people. Oh, a lot of pro money coming in on the Chargers. How is that even possible? <laughs> like, I'm not betting Easton Stick. I, I, I want nothing to do with him. I want nothing to do with the Chargers, period. I went online and I looked, and, and you can, Femi, you and I could go to the game. Mm-hmm. And there's a zillion tickets to have. The Chief Army's not going to be there. The Chiefs don't care. Wow. They just want to get the game over. They want to get on to the next week. I don't know if the Chargers are good enough to even if the Chiefs don't care. So for me, I'm like, okay, I, I can't really handicap this. I certainly don't trust the Chargers. You know, they're not playing very good. I know they've been in preseason mode the last three weeks, but that being said, there's no way I'm playing them. So I'm not playing them. I'm not playing. I'm not playing the Chiefs because even when the Chiefs had their starters on the field, they weren't playing good. So like now comes Blaine Gabbert. Last time I saw Blaine Gabbert, he was throwing interceptions, much like Bailey Zappi and Mac Jones. So how do you take that one? This game, the clock's going to continue to run. I think it's one of those games you just got to stay away from. I know there's sharp money. The line moved from one to three and a half. God bless you if you take this game. God bless you. I wish you all the best of luck. Chiefs Chargers, the week 18 Hall and Oates play of the week. I can't go for that. No, no can do. I completely agree with you. I, I, I can never. I can never with this game. It's either you're taking Gabbert or you're laying three and a half with Easton Stick. All right. The line of the week in the NFC North. I think this might be the game I'm most looking forward to outside of Bill's Dolphins all day long here. Bears at the Packers. Green Bay laying three. Well, look, Green Bay's the healthiest they've been all year today. 
they're going to win the game. They'll have all their defensive guys. We think Campbell's going to play. Walker's going to play. Alexander's back from his suspension. Hopefully not out of the coin toss. Their offensive <laughs> line, their quarterback is playing at a much higher level than he played in week one. Much higher level. I think he's outstanding. Okay, and they've got all their receivers back. Christian Watson actually is going to be on the field. I think everybody is is connecting last year's dots to this year's dots. I don't see that. Now, I think Green Bay's playing really good, especially they play defense better at home. When you go back and watch the first game, it's 38 to 13 in the fourth quarter. The game's over. They move the ball up and down the field on the Bears. And the Bears had a hard time moving the ball consistently on the Packer defense. I think the Packers are playing better. I realize the Bears are playing much better. But are they going to be able to throw the football in this game? The line was three and a half. It went to three earlier in the week, and it hasn't budged. It's been three all week, which makes me a little bit worried, right? Those are kind of those 50-50 games where you're going. I, I I know a lot of people, and I was on the Bears earlier in the week. I was on McAfee on Wednesday, and he asked me for two picks, and I really wasn't prepared. I took the Bears, and I took the Texans. I still like the Texans pick. I'm not in love with the Bear pick here because I just think the Packers are playing good, and I think Love's going to play well. And unless my man Joe Barry just has a complete disaster, they usually play a team the second time better than they played them the first time. That's usually what happens. I thought LaFleur, for as much as we kid about him on the podcast, Femi, you and I, yep. I thought his play calling was outstanding against the Minnesota Vikings. I thought it was tremendous. So this line, to me, is a little misleading considering when the, when the Bears went on the road and played Cleveland, they struggled, struggled, struggled. Now, Cleveland's defense is better than the Packers, but they can do similar things. So I, I think, to me... If the Packers don't turn this over, I think they win it. Yeah, it's a high-stakes game here for Green Bay, once again, with a chance to beat a division rival Week 18 to get to the postseason at home. Obviously, we all know the stakes about Chicago. We've talked about that all week long for Justin Fields, what his future lies. Sounds like Eberflus is safe. Sounds like Ryan Poles could be safe as well here uh, going forward. But I think it's a fascinating game. Bears trying to play spoiler while Green Bay trying to punch its ticket to the postseason to where four or five weeks ago, everyone thought, yeah, Packers going to go into the postseason. Two weeks ago, everyone thought the whole thing had collapsed. And now we sit here with a Green in control of their own destiny. It's been a roller coaster of a season for our guy, Big Daddy. Uh, hopefully they can get into the dance here and, and be an interesting team with an offense that has a lot of skill guys who could really put a, some fear into the opposition here. Um, with the Lombardi line, or rather the Lombardi look ahead wrapped up, let's get to this game though between the Titans and the Jaguars because there's quarterback news there. Trevor Lawrence limited in practice with the right shoulder injury there, also dealing with a left finger injury. Doug Peterson said they're going to take this all the way up into the game. The line right now is Jags laying three and a half on the road, total 40 and a half. Would you anticipate that Lawrence goes in this game? I mean, if it's a true game time decisions, division on the line, maybe they give it a go. But even if he plays, there's no way he's near 100%. I, I don't think he's going to play. I think they're better off playing the healthy quarterback than the unhealthy quarterback. They they can play good enough to win the game, right? Now, the Titans are a different team at home. Tannehill will be the starting quarterback. This could be the last time we see him. We know that. Mm-hmm. Last time we see Henry. Their offensive line is horrendous, but it plays better at home. You know, it does play a little better at home. And so I think this will be a tough game for him. And the line was five and a half earlier in the week. You know, now remember, we had this stat. We talked about it on the pod. We've talked about it on shows. When teams are playing against a team in week 18 or week 17 that have nothing to play for, and they're facing a team that have everything to play for, 
you're 60, betting the dog is a 61% percent proposition there. So I fully expect the Ravens. We know it fits in one of my categories. We know Vrabel's coming back. They're going to play for Vrabel. Like, he's mandated we're going to play. And with Tannehill, I think Vrabel feels a lot better. I, I know that Tannehill's not a great player, but at least he feels like he can win on third down and he can execute. So I think it's going to be a hard game for Jacksonville. I, I, I liked it to me. It moved from that five and a half down to three and a half. I didn't take it in Russo because of the line movement. It worried me. So I just kind of laid off it. He didn't take it either. If C.J. Beathard starts at quarterback, do you think the Titans win the game? I think there's a chance, yeah. I mean, Beathard didn't play badly the last time he played. If they can execute – look, what they did was by playing Beathard, they – Peterson shifted his focus from trying to throw it every play to trying to run the ball and control the game, which was the best game I thought he's called all year. It was the most dominant. That no, it was blow. against the Panthers. I get that. It was against the bad Panthers, but yeah, Panthers so bad will make you throw your drink. All right. On the other side, Kirk Morrison, <laughs> NFL veteran, joins us next year to break down the NFL weekend as well as the college football national title. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the lombardi line with former nfl executive michael lombardi now here is your host femi abafe on vsan the sports betting network Looking to bet smarter than VEASAN has the perfect holiday gift for you. Sign up on our holiday special today and get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do from May 1st all the way for only $79. Sign up today. You get all the unlimited access to the daily best bets, the exclusive betting splits, premium analysis, and 24-7 video, plus all of our betting guides and best bets for the College Football Playoff National Championship, the Super Bowl, and March Madness. All you have to do is visit VEASAN.com slash subscribe for the holiday special now. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line here on the DraftKings Network. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi here on a Saturday. We've got two NFL games, a full slate tomorrow to wrap up the regular season, as well as a college football national title game on Monday. And joining us now to break it all down, you see him on ESPN as a college football analyst. You also see him on ESPN LA doing pregame, halftime, postgame show, and LA Gridiron Weekly for the Los Angeles Rams. It's the one and only Kirk Morrison played eight years in the NFL, joining us now here on the Lombardi line. Kirk, we appreciate you taking the time here this morning. We'll start with the CFP national title game between Washington and Michigan. After watching all the tape here all season long and seeing the, the playoff earlier this week, how do you see this game playing out here where Michigan's a four and a half point favorite and the total expected to be 56? Yeah, you know, I think it's going to be one of the great games that we've seen in, in a while in terms of national championship games. I think, think about how far we have come from last year's game where it was like 62 to 7 between Georgia and TCU. I don't think we'll have that kind of national championship game. What I do see is that I, I think a Michigan team that feels like they're the, the team of this season in terms of what they've had to go through from a coaching staff standpoint, obviously with Jim Harbaugh being suspended twice, but I feel like they have a formula. They've always been um, to me, one of the favorites this year. And I'm not surprised, but I think they'll go in on Monday night and they'll take care of business. They're going to run the football. They're going to try to play a game of keep away. I think from Michael Penix Jr., Roma Dunze, you know, the Washington offense. I think this one comes down to the running game of Michigan playing keep away and limiting those opportunities for Michael Penix. That's why I do see the Michigan Wolverines hoisting that trophy. But I think the bigger part, I know Mike Lombardi will love this as well. I see this Monday night, we're going to see maybe 10 to 15 players from this Michigan team get drafted in next year's NFL draft. That's how talented they are. And I think that's what comes through on Monday night. Kurt, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I was up there this summer. I spoke to the team and they're connected. You could feel the energy yeah. in the room when I talked to them. I mean, they are a team on a mission. And, you know, I, I don't think that the style uh, or anything's going to get in their way. They just kind of have this, you could feel their purpose and they can play either way. I agree with you that they're going to have to play keep away because I don't think you want to get into a space game. I went back and looked at 2019 when Indiana played Michigan, uh, when Kate the board was at Michigan with Michael Penix and they smoked them. It was, I think it was 39, 14. So they, they have kind of an idea that tape will be valuable, but I, I wonder, and my question to you is, is if this becomes JJ McCarthy has to win the game. And I know what Jim said about him. Do you feel comfortable that he can do that? I feel comfortable if the game is tight. Um, I don't feel comfortable if they're down multiple scores, right? A two, three yeah. score game. That's not something that he can come back from. That's not, I think the offense of Michigan is what they're, but I do trust him with about a couple minutes left or in a fourth quarter down by a touchdown or a field goal that he's able to bring his football team back. I thought we saw that, you know, on, uh, on new year's day, you know, going up against Alabama and that defense. So I think he has that in him. But asking him to stand down the, the barrel and, you know, come back from two or three scores, I, I don't think that that's in their DNA. They have to play from ahead in this game. It, it's a must that they get out to an early start and try to, again, just play keep away from Michael Penix because the more opportunities that he's get, we already know they're going to go deep down the field. So those safeties, those corners from Michigan, yeah, this is the week that they wear the big sombrero because everybody's going to notice them. They, they're going to have to play huge this weekend. We're speaking with Kirk Morrison, eight-year NFL veteran, now ESPN college ball analyst, also an analyst for the 
ESPN LA covering the Los Angeles Rams in the pre-half and post-game show as well as LA Gridiron Weekly. Well, let's talk about those Rams here, Kirk, because everyone obviously acknowledges that the 49ers are the class of the NFC, but there's been a little bit of a debate about who that second best team is, whether it's Dallas, Detroit, Philly. Could the Rams potentially be the most dangerous team and the team that has the best opportunity from preventing the Niners from going to the Super Bowl? I think they're the most dangerous only because they don't even they don't even really believe that they're here right now, to be honest. I mean, this season was really about they, the Rams drafted 14 players <laughs> and all 14 made the team. They're actually on the 53 man roster. Wow. OK, all 14 players. They're, 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 they're not supposed to be here, but yet they found a formula that works. They found a mix of experience that goes along with youth. And so when you say, like, who's the most dangerous outside the 49er, I don't even think the Rams know how dangerous they are because they're very young in so many years. A lot of these guys on this team don't know what it's like to play in the playoffs. They don't know what it's like to play in extended season. A lot of these guys were, matter of fact, their starting left guard, Steve Avila, was part of that TCU team that played against Georgia in the national championship last year. So a lot of these guys don't even know what they're getting into right now. And I think that's what makes them – dangerous is that a lot of youth not understanding just going out there and playing they're having fun they're moving the football down the field offensively defensively they're making key stops that's i think what scares me the most about this team i think moving forward is that a lot of guys are just making plays they're not worried about the outside noise which is what this whole season has really been about for them Hey, Kurt, okay, they play the Niners, they're going up there. My sense of this, and correct me if I'm wrong, is they're going up there, and once Nakua gets his catches, he's out of the game. None of their good players are playing, and McVay just wants to get this thing over with and could care less about winning. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. That's that's the the plan. This, This game has no bearing on them for the playoffs. You know, I had someone reach out and say, well, you know, they're playing for the sixth seed and the seventh seed. I said, well, you don't know football well. You don't play with the football guys like that. You don't say, well, we want to lose this game because we want to play against this team, or we want to win this game because we want to hold on to this seating. You want to make sure that you're the healthiest football team when it comes to the playoffs, and the Rams are going to do what's best for them. If they win the game, they win it, but they're not trying to overly put guys in harm's way because they know how important it is. This season for the Rams was really all about Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup, and Aaron Donald. If those three guys, your foundational pieces are healthy, it can bring along the younger players. And that's what you've seen from them. And that's why I think that this weekend is uh, it's all about keeping guys healthy. They could care less if they win or lose. Michael mentioned Puka Nakua there, who's in pursuit of the rookie record for receiving there. And obviously on the offensive side, everybody knows him. But I want to ask you about the defensive side and and defensive tackle Kobe Turner, who now all of a sudden everyone's sort of learning Kobe Turner over these last couple of weeks here. Two questions here. One, did the Rams know what they were getting in Kobe Turner when they drafted him? And then two, do you think he has a legitimate chance to be defensive rookie of the year? I think the Rams knew what they're getting. If you look at a majority of the guys, I've mentioned that 14 that they drafted, they all drafted, um, I, I call them young adults. They didn't draft the, you know, they didn't draft the guy who can, who comes out early. They drafted a majority of guys who played four and five years of college football that have seen a lot of college football that maybe have transferred into other programs and have stood the test of time. That to me, they got guys who came in and just really needed to hone in on their football technique, their NFL techniques, 
And Kobe Turner is one of those players. He's come in and just been a force ever since he just got this opportunity. And so I think the Rams realize now that they've got a little piece with Aaron Donald pushing him as well. Should he be defensive player of the year? I mean, you've got to put him up against Jalen Carter, right? And who's had the better, more impactful season. I would say Jalen to start the year. But I think if for Kobe Turner, if you've really watched the game, he has definitely been like he leads all rookies in sacks. I would hope that he's the defensive player of the year, but the Rams have not had those national TV games. So outside of the market, I don't think people realize the impact that Kobe Turner or if I think Puka Nakua has really had. We, you, you see the stats, but I don't know nationally that people really saw how good these rookies have been this year. No question. I think when you lead the league in sacks and they're getting play, you know, people can talk about Donald and all that. But I mean, I think the other thing that that doesn't get enough recognition is how great of a job Raheem Morris has done, Kurt. <laughs> Mikey had to replace Jalen Ramsey, Leonard Floyd, Bobby yeah. Wagner, <laughs> like all pro players. He had to replace them, guys who are making a, a huge impact for the teams that they're playing against. And they brought in all of these draft picks, and yet Raheem Morris has found the right formula. He's done a tremendous job. Um, I think getting the defensive line together, creating a pass rush that they didn't have before the season started, but they've got these young players who are just running around like they're here on fire. Um, Ernest Jones has been great at the middle linebacker spot, a very underrated player in the league, but has been truly solid. And Raheem Morris has made him a, uh, made him a, a blitzer. Yeah. Yep. He is Kirk Morrison, played eight years in the NFL ESPN College Football broadcaster now, and also the Rams pre halftime and post game show, as well as LA Gridiron Weekly on ESPN LA. Kirk, we appreciate the time, man. Be well. Thanks, right. Kirk. Enjoy the football this weekend. No problem. Yeah. We're going to savor it. Final week of the regular season. The hottest handicapper, Matt Humans, joins us next here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. This week, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly, and they will get the NBA League Pass for the rest of the season. Fantastic deal there. Download the app and use the promo code VSEN when you sign up. We're hooking you up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line on the DraftKings Network. Family of Bebefe, Michael Lombardi here on this Saturday morning. Hope everybody's having a fun weekend. we got NFL games coming up later on today. And joining us now, I mean, my, oh, my. This guy has been my. scorching hot for the final quarter. He is in first Love place it. in not just the Circa Contest, but also the Westgate Super Contest as well for the final quarter. Also has a third place entry in the Circa Contest for the Circa Millions. The one and only Matt Humans, host of Eason Tonight, which you can check out Monday through Friday, 9 to midnight Eastern, as well as the VEASAN College Football Betting Podcast. Matt, how we doing? I'm assuming we're doing pretty well, given your standing in both contests. Well, I'm uh, in my home office right now trying to map out the plan for how I'm going to use the plays in the two contests this week. So uh, still trying to come down to some final decisions and uh, looking some for some valuable input from uh, Michael Lombardi here, too. I want to ask him about a game. You know, Matt, my approach this weekend, because mm-hmm. I do the Russo contest, and, and mm-hmm. my approach this weekend was to, to really kind of narrow the game down, try to avoid the wild card games, if you will. Like, I, I really like Houston, but 
on the road, first time, indie, you know, I didn't want to play that one in the contest. So what I tried to do is look for a team that I thought was vulnerable this weekend. And I thought Philly, if they feel like they're not going to get the 2C, which is a good chance, the way that Washington has just retreated and, you know, they don't have any players going to play, Dallas should win that game. Philly's going to basically by the second quarter, third quarter, take their guys and sit them down. I'll take the Giants in the five and a half. I thought the same thing with the Bengals. I think the Browns just want to get this game over with. I think the Bengals want to win the game. And so I was I, I laid the seven. I don't love it, but I laid it. And then I and I and I thought the 49ers, because the Rams backups are not very good, and that's what they're going right. to play. So I, I kind of did that. I, I don't know if it's the right approach, but I didn't want to get I didn't want him to double down on me and take t- I didn't think he would take any of the other teams that I didn't take. Yeah, that's true. Those are games that a lot of people are going to want to stay away from. I've, I've got a short list of uh, eight plays that uh, I'm going to use this week, and the Giants are on that short list. And I, for a lot of the reasons, basically, that you just said about the uh, the Eagles, I think they could pack it in at some point during this game. And uh, I also think the Giants' offense is much better off with Tyrod Taylor at quarterback. And got a little bit lucky last week, the Giants did, getting in the back door in that game against the Rams. But I think the Giants are probably the, the sharper side in that one. Uh, we're speaking with Matt Humans, host of VEASAN tonight and the VEASAN College Wall Betting Podcast here. Well, Matt, what do you think about this afternoon's game, Pittsburgh and Baltimore, the Steelers' three-point favorites on the road? Of course, Baltimore resting some marquee guys. Lamar Jackson, chief among them, total 34 here. Uh, how do you see this game playing out here? And is this one that you may be considering for your contest card? You know, when you look at the yeah, in the contest card, it's Ravens plus four. Uh, it's kind of tough to turn down value like that on a home dog. Now, what you see in the media all week is, well, the Ravens are resting everybody. As Michael knows, this is not college football. You don't have 100 guys on the roster. You got about 55. So you, you can't rest everybody. And you're going to have to play some guys. And the Ravens are not the type of team that's going to roll over and play dead and let the Steelers uh, walk the red carpet into the playoffs. Tyler Huntley's played in big games before. Uh, plus, do you really trust the Steelers' offense laying a field goal or more on the road? I think there are a lot of things you got to look at with this game. On top of all that, you got a trend that the underdog is 16-1-1 and against the spread in the last 18 meetings between these teams. So um, it's going to be dog or pass for me in the Ravens-Steelers game. The other thing I think you have to consider in your handicapping is how much game planning is the one team going to do? Mm-hmm. So if you're playing Jeff Driscoll in Cleveland, you can't give him a playbook. You're going to run five or six plays. Lou Amaromo's got his whole playbook. They prepared, the Bengals are preparing for this as if it were week 10. So they're going to run all their stuff. Meanwhile, the Browns are running a preseason game playbook. See, everybody talks about, well, this is going to be a preseason game. As you mentioned, there is no, you can't play a preseason game here because you don't have 90 guys. But what, what is relevant to preseason is the game plan. You do not have an elaborate game plan. And if you have a team that wants to win on one side, they can adjust and make it play and figure it out. So I think you got to put that into your handicapping too because, like, for me – San Francisco can run their game plan because they're really not. I mean, Bosa's supposed to play. Kittle's going to play. They're going to play their guys a little bit, and they can run a fairly good game plan. The Rams, how much can they really use with Carson Wentz? 
You know, they're going to have five or six things. I mean, they're going to do some things, but they can't. They don't have a running back. Williams isn't going to play. So I think you have to take the scheme element into your handicap in this weekend as well, unless you go for the playoff games, Atlanta, New Orleans, Houston, Indy, Houston, Indy, you know, or Detroit, Minnesota. Like, I see all the pros are on Minnesota, Matt. And, and I don't get that because I don't know if I would trust Nick Mullen to protect the football. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on the Vikings. I know a lot of sharp betters who like him. I don't trust him either, and I don't trust Nick Mullins. And that's going to be a pass for me. That's That game did not make uh, my short list. I, I do want to ask you, and uh, you make some great points there about the game plans and uh, the quarterbacks and not having uh, certain players around them like the Rams. What about the uh, what's the game plan going to be for uh, the Jets and the Patriots in this game with, uh, you know, uh, I would say two below average quarterbacks. And we're going to have uh, what appears, Michael, uh, to be a snowstorm in Foxborough. How do you think that game plays out? Well, I, I was prepared to take the Patriots with my first pick because I, I just feel like they're playing better defensively and they'll be interested and engaged in the game. And then I was worried about the storm. I'm worried about the, the turnovers. Both these quarterbacks can't wait to turn the ball over. I mean, they'll give it away as much as anybody. You know, and Bailey Zappi's first quarter, it could go to Canton, how bad that was in terms of here's the game, Buffalo. Would you like to have it? You know, so I, I kind of – I, I wasn't really sure. I, I didn't understand the line movement. It was two and a half, and it went to one. Who's betting the Jets? Russo ended up taking New England with his first pick, and he went on the rant about, you know, there's no way Belichick's going to lose what could be his last game. You know, I, I kind of uh-huh. see it's either New England or walk. And I like New England in the game. I, I don't trust the ability of either team to protect the football. And I just think you can't handicap weather, right? You, and you can't handicap the cavalierness that both teams play when it comes to the ball. Yeah, I also, that, that's a good point, too. Uh, by the way, that first quarter by the Patriots last week, maybe they got all that uh, clumsiness out of their system. Hmm. Bailey Zappi, especially last week against Buffalo. And the Patriots still managed to cover that game. I think uh, when when people say there's no way Belichick's going to lose to the Jets and what might be his last game, that's just you know lazy handicapping. What happened yep. in Tom Brady's final game in Foxborough, Michael? Yep. No, they lost. He threw an interception to the <laughs> last right. game we saw. You know, I mean, and Miami went in there with nothing to play for and beat them, and and, and they had to play Tennessee the next week and lost. So, yep. yeah, I, I think to me, you, you this is why all the Vrabel, the Tomlins, the Belichick, all that stuff that we rely so much on on our handicap, and it really isn't applicable this year because their quarterbacks can't wait to turn the ball over. Like, they just yep. can't. And it goes against what they believe in. And so, like, I have a hard time backing Bailey. I watch Bailey Zappi. I have a hard time backing him. I mean, you know, he could, Mac Jones, he couldn't, they can't wait to give it to the other team. Yeah, I think the positives with the Patriots, if it snows, is they got the uh, number two run defense in the NFL. And they, they've got, a, 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 I think, a rushing offense right now that can move the ball probably better than the Jets. I, I do give the Patriots an edge in that game. I'm not sure if I want to play it yet. Hey, yeah, Matt, I do oh. give him the edge. Uh, Matt, Go we got, Matt, we got about a minute left here. I wanted to get your thoughts on Bills Dolphins as well as the national title game Monday night between Washington and Michigan. I know okay. you talked about it on the Beast and College Ball Betting Podcast, but for our listeners here on the Lombardi line. Well, I'm playing Washington again, uh, plus four and a half. And I, I think 
you know, you look at the uh, Texas game, we, we hear all season how tough this Texas defensive front is. And what I saw uh, last week in the Sugar Bowl was a Washington offensive line that kept all the pressure away from Michael Penix. He did a great job fending off that Longhorns defensive front. Washington put up 532 total yards, 430 passing yards. Penix was a uh, precision with his passes and they've got, you know, they've got NFL talent on that offense. And, uh, you know, I don't think the Michigan defense has faced anything as dynamic as this Washington passing offense. And I've been on the Huskies in the Pac-12 title game and the, and the college football semi. I'm going to stick with a lot of betters. You know, the team that's paying you off, you tend to stick with. And I'm going to stick with the Huskies here. Huskies money line, maybe? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to, go ahead. I took four and a half points. I did not bet the money line yet. Yeah. Uh, uh, just, just ask him just to see how much you like Don't it. Don't be an okay. Eagle fan, Femi. Don't be an Eagle fan and not take the points. Why not? Take the points. I'm taking the four and a half. I haven't decided whether I want to take the money line as well. But Matt Humans says plus four and a half there. Matt, we appreciate the time. Good luck with the Circa Contest as well as the Westgate Super Contest this week. We're rooting for you to get home and bring home the big check, man. Okay. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate you. Awesome stuff there from Matt Humans. We will wrap up the show giving our predictions for today's NFL games next here on the Lombardi Line. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VEASAN.com slash picks page. All you got to do is sport, sort the picks by sport, matchup, event, date, and more. There's also a leaderboard for the top VEASAN experts. All the VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, and 24-7 video access. It's all for $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back. It's the final segment of the Lombardi Line here on the DraftKings Network. Thank you to all four of our guests, Tim Murray, Dane Brugler, Kirk Morrison, and then Matt Eumann, who joined us in the last segment there. If you miss any of it, make sure you check it out in podcast form on the Lombardi Line here. But, Michael, before we go any forward, uh, how about we give out our pro tip for the day here? And This one is not just looking at the personnel and who's playing in these games, but also factoring in the potential game plans as well with some of these quarterbacks who were signed up practice squads or weren't with their teams earlier this season. Yeah, I mean, we see it all the time, right? You sign a guy early in the week, and he's got to rush in there and play. Carson Wentz has been involved with the offense, but they haven't handled the offense. So you're going to have to factor in. If you're taking the the points on some of these dogs that are playing, Cleveland, you're getting seven and a half. Do you feel like Lou Amaromo's not going to figure out what the game plan is by the Browns and then shut it down, especially knowing that the Bengals are going to want to try to win the game? How big of a game plan can Washington have? They're playing a bunch of different players. A lot of guys have been activated off their injury list. So I think you got to take scheme and the impact of the ability to adjust the game plan out, right? You know, and if you just want to bet games that have implication, you know their full game plans. Atlanta, New Orleans, full game plan, right? You know, Carolina will run their full game plan against Tampa, who will run their full. So if you want to stay in that lane, same thing with Detroit, Minnesota. Mullins has been around enough. You know what they're going to do, but they don't have Hawkinson. So how does that adapt their game plan to what they want to do? Whereas Detroit, you know, they're going to play their guys. And I think I think Detroit's going to play their guys all the way through the game, maybe to the fourth quarter if they have the lead. Yeah, can we talk about that game real quick before we get to Saturday? Because I, I yeah. guess, uh, spoiler alert, I laid three earlier in the week at the Detroit Lions, but I still even like it at three and a half if Detroit plays the entire game. Now, do we anticipate that they're going to play the full four quarters? Or is it maybe, they're let's say they're up 21 heading into the fourth, they start to kind of pull guys out. Is that why we're still sitting here at three and a half? Because this number makes no sense based on what we've seen over the past couple of weeks. Yeah, it's a scare. For me, it makes no sense at all. I, th- I think Detroit, if you know anything about Dan Campbell, it's like Mike Rabel. He wants to win the game yep. and he wants to build momentum going into the game. Right now, the other side is this, you know, the, all the players know O'Connell's coming back, so they're going to play. The problem is losing Hawkinson and his 90 some catches on third down. We saw it last week against Green Bay. There was really nothing they could really do when their security blanket left. Yes, Jefferson's a great player and he can make plays. But to me, I think you saw Brian Flores really try to blitz. He couldn't do it. He couldn't play coverage. I think it's a hard game for Minnesota. I'm surprised that Minnesota's getting so much money from the professional betters. You know, when you look at the splits, the public's on on Detroit, but the pros are on Minnesota, which yeah. obviously the pros have been on Washington for a lot this year and haven't won. So I'm not like sitting there saying the pros know what they're doing. I just think to me, I, I like Detroit. I don't think Detroit, I think Detroit's in the no retreat mode. I don't think they're going to retreat. Yeah, it's almost like the pros are kind of like, calling Dan Campbell's bluff because Campbell has said all throughout the week we're playing our starters our plan is to play our starters obviously if guys are hurt they're not going to play them but they're going to play Goff will be out there Amon Ross St. Brown like the whole nine and almost like the pros are saying well we don't think he's going to play them the entire game maybe it's a half maybe it's two and a half quarters so I guess we'll all find out Sunday afternoon but I, I like Detroit in this game here I laid the three I'd still even lay three and a half honestly here but we'll see tomorrow uh, let's get to today's games though Pittsburgh, Baltimore Steelers, three-point favorites. That's where we've been hanging out all morning long here. Kickoff, 4.30 Eastern, 130 Pacific. Totals at 34 here. Uh, ultimately, what do you like here? Any interest side total? And who do you think wins this game? 
Well, I think ultimately, you know, you always love Tomlin when he's a dog, right? And I think to me, you're going to get their best effort. Baltimore is defensively, they won't have Humphrey. They're going to play Clowney. I'm sure they'll play to get him oh, yeah. in the sack. He's got some incentives in there. You know, look, this is a pride game for Baltimore. I think weather's your really your handicapper here. What the rain's going to bring to the table, how it's going to affect the game, all that. I think it's, you know, when it was at four, I think what Matt Newman said, you almost have to consider the Ravens at three. You know, you like Tomlin as a dog. You don't quite love him as a favorite. I think the blitzes will affect Rudolph. I don't think he'll play as well as he has in the past. But I think this weather is a hard handicap in the game. If I lean anywhere, I lean towards taking Baltimore in the points. Yeah, the weather kind of throws a curveball into this thing. Once again, they're expecting 10 to 15 mile per hour winds, gusts up to 25, 30 miles per hour, a lot of rain early in the game. Maybe it tapers off a little bit in the second half, but it's going to be a, definitely a, a wet one out there in Baltimore. And I agree with you. I'd take even at three, I'd take it like I take it earlier in the week at a better number. But three, I still think that the better quarterback is with Baltimore in this game. I mean, we'd make the Pro Bowl even jokes, with the backup, but even with the backup, I still like Huntley. Yeah. more than Huntley started a playoff game last year. Like this is not going to be too big for him. And this Ravens team is deep. They're a good coaching staff and the, the fans like they want to beat Pittsburgh. They're not laying down for the Steelers. No. I agree with that. I think there's motivation on on Baltimore. I, and you just know John Harbaugh. They're not going to quit. They're not going to give up. They're not going to kind of retreat. Where I think in some of these games, if it gets a little bit ugly, they're going to – I mean, I don't see Cleveland's going to have a second plan. I think Cleveland, if they can run the ball and they can play – you know, they're going to try to stay as competitive as they can, but they don't really care. They, they want to get back to Cleveland and get ready for the four seed, whoever that will be, whether it's Houston, Indianapolis, or whether it's uh, Jacksonville. I think that's the motivation in Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, is it safe to say that maybe Cleveland started peeking ahead and started doing a little bit of game planning work on those AFC South teams? Oh, there's week? no question. That's what yeah. they did. Because yeah. the, 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 there's no game plan that they're going to – I mean, Schwartz isn't going to really do it a lot. He's not going to show anything in this game. Nope. And I promise you, whoever they play in, in the wild card week are not even going to watch this game. This game's not even on, on going to be on the film breakdown. They're not even going to use that, right? So every time a team prepares for a game, they take to, to get tendencies and all that, they take four or five games. This game will not be one of the four or five. Right. Because it's it's a, they're not going to show anything. That's what I keep trying to drive home to the betters here. that listen to the program is you got to really take that into account because there's it's not going to be an adjustment game. You, Cincinnati's going to do their thing. Cleveland won't. Now, that doesn't mean Cleveland's not going to win. I'm, I'm not saying that if they drop coverage or they do something wrong. But there isn't that adjustment. And, OK, here's what we need to do to fix this. Here's what we want to do. I don't want to do this. They're going to play the game. I think you're going to see a lot of Driscoll run. I think the reason they're playing Driscoll is they're going to run a one back, kind of a six back offense. Yeah. Shorten the game, get out of there, get and get back home for the, for the playoffs. And, and the advantage that Cleveland has is that they played the AFC South this year. So they played Indy, Houston, Jacksonville, the three teams that they could potentially play next next week so maybe they almost kind of like do like the scout themselves and they can start throwing some tweaks having two weeks to kind of game plan for this thing and maybe show them something they didn't show in the regular season all right let's talk about that houston indie game we're out to two with the texans as a road favorite total 47 and a half do you agree with that move pushing houston out to where even some places michael there's two and a halves as well i mean look i know this on paper it seems like the right move i think houston's the better team on paper but again, I think you got a real issue here of understanding what is the, you know, the home, how they handle the moment, right? This is a big moment. 
And this is a playoff game. And so you're always worried about that. I have faith in Houston. I like them in three areas. I like their offense better than I like Indy's offense. I think Minshew can turn the ball over. I think Stroud will really throw. There's a lot of easy throws against this Colt defense. I like the I like the Texans to rush the passer. They didn't play well in the first game, but they're a different team. And I think these tackles for the Colts are vulnerable, especially against the outside rushers of the Texans. And then I think the Tex and then I think the special teams favor the Texans, right? Yep. So I think there's three areas. Look, last week, for whatever you know, they had a ten point lead on the Raiders. But as a Raider, and I was a Colt backer in the game, laying the three, they were never in control of that game. They were the Colts were never in control of that game. I think the Texans can get in control of this game. I lean them. Yeah, I played Texans money line in this game here. So I, the two bets I have for today, I took the four with Baltimore earlier in the week. I'd still like it at plus three. Uh, at this point, I don't think I would lay minus 130 on the money line. I'd roll the dice and just lay the two at minus 110, just not having to pay that price there. But I think Houston wins the game. Much to the chagrin of our producer, Elliot, who's hashtag for the shoe. Big Colts fan there. Indianapolis guy here. But I, I, I trust Stroud. I trust him more in this spot here in a do or die situation. So give me the Houston Texans on the road to go ahead and get to the playoffs which is a remarkable story based on where this team was a year ago in this game where everyone was yelling at them for winning the game and, and passing up on Bryce Young <laughs> yeah no question I mean yeah, and, how'd that work out for you? how'd that work out for you right <laughs> what a difference a year makes this game actually cost somebody in Survivor so also good luck to everybody out there in Survivor there's four entries still left there they've chopped to some degree but they're still playing out some of the rest of it there but uh, this game did cost somebody a lot of money in Survivor a season ago so uh, hopefully it doesn't do the same this go around but that does it for us here on the Lombardi line coming up on the DraftKings Network is Dan Lebetard's South Beast Sessions here at VEASAN Sports Betting Talk continues with Live Bet Saturday Pam Maldonado Jonathan Von Tobel Michael enjoy the games today I always will. good chat and we'll talk tomorrow to preview the full 14 game slate for the final Sunday of the regular season good luck with the bets everyone and be well here on VEASAN the Sports Betting Network at Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.